here's the reactions to Kevin telling us that he has a blood clot in his leg that could potentially kill him. Uh, Eddie says, all I know is Chris Bosch and Brandon Ingram had them, but they didn't die. So no need to worry. He also said, can you play through? (laughs) I said, dying young was kind of my whole bit. So it's kind of rude. You're trying to steal it. Get your own thing. (laughs) And, And Vince came in well after the fact and was at least somewhat nice and said, about to do the PNR clip for our NBA podcast. Once I get into StreamYard, sorry about your leg, Kevin. So <laughs> he at it. least said something nice about it, but let in with doing a podcast teaser clip ahead of your traumatic about your leg, leg injury. <laughs> Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds like versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yeah. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Studio. is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. Welcome to episode 69 of Birds vs. Boys. Nice. Or as Vince would say, the nice episode. Unfortunately, it is not our one-year anniversary because that was last week. This should have been, Vince. We should have figured out a way to make episode 69 our one-year anniversary, but we didn't. That was last week. We have a lot to talk about tonight because actual football starts tomorrow for us. Probably today for you listening or watching on YouTube, but we're back. The season keeps getting closer and closer. I keep getting older and older. Aiden keeps getting taller and taller, but we're here. We're for you. We're close to the first Hard Knocks episode, and we're close to Birds vs. Boys going back to two episodes a week. More details to come on that. But Aiden, how are you, my friend? Good to see you again. (laughs) Better than you. (laughs) Much better than me. Do you want to address the elephant in the room and the elephant in your leg, or do you want me to do the technical notes? Um, I can. I'll start. I have a blood clot. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So that seems serious. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking serious. I think so. I woke up on Saturday and had some pain in my calf, but you know. Most people that know me, I work out a lot, especially on my legs. So I was like, eh, just a strain. Went to the gym anyway. Did uh, a leg workout with 1,500 reps of legs. Leg felt fine. And then couldn't walk afterwards. And then got worse and worse. And then one of the doctors I call him for work, who's a urologist, was like, yeah, that doesn't sound good. I'm sending you for an ultrasound. I was like, for a strain? He's like, "Uh, I think you have a DVT. I was like, no idea what that means doesn't sound fun and yeah he's like uh, i have a blood clot so it's underneath my knee which is good everything else is clear i'm on blood thinners now which is not going to be fun because apparently if i like just like bump my arm on anything i'm it's going to turn black and blue and if i like cut myself shaving i'm going to bleed out so that's not fun but yeah i'm old what what struck me funny is you can tell you have a great group group of guy friends based on how they react mm-hmm. to trauma in one of their friends' lives. Mm-hmm. 
So Kevin, you have great friends because you went through something that's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. The word clot alone, blood clot, just sounds serious. Yep. Sounds like something you don't want to have. Nope. Sounds like it could take um, some, like, some, like you could end up in the hospital with it. Oh, I could and die. W- you could die, exactly. And you decided, because you were freaked out about this, you went to the least empathetic group of people possible the birds first boys podcast mm-hmm. group text comprised of me producer vince and eddie mm-hmm. our podcast director here at branded sports and yep. here is here's the reactions to kevin telling us that he has a blood clot in his leg that could potentially kill him uh eddie says all i know is chris bosh and brandon ingram had them but they didn't die so no need to worry He also said, can you play through? (laughs) I said, dying young was kind of my whole bit, so it's kind of rude you're trying to steal it. Get your own thing. (laughs) And and Vince came in well after the fact and was at least somewhat nice and said, about to do the PNR clip for our NBA podcast. Once I get into StreamYard, sorry about your leg, Kevin. So he at least said something nice about it. But let in with doing a podcast teaser clip ahead of your traumatic about your leg, leg injury. <laughs> and I was literally sitting like no pants on the on the the fucking cold table that they were doing the ultrasound on my leg. And she's like, uh, yeah, I think you have a I'll be right back. I'm gonna get the radiologist. And I'm like, What? I was like, I thought I just had a calf strain. I'm like texting you guys, and Eddie's like, Can you play through? Yep. Uh, yeah, Cat. he's like, are you hurt or are you injured? <laughs> That's uh, how you know it. you yep. have a good group of guy friends. Absolutely. They'll do that. But in, I would much rather have that than people being like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry for you. If there's anything I can do mm-hmm. during this traumatic Let time, me know. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. No, I want, mm-hmm. to, I want the group chat popping and roasting people. That'll yes. cheer me up. Exactly. That makes me feel better. If someone's like, oh, would you like a fruit basket? I'm like, I didn't die yet. If I do die, send the fruit basket to my wife. But I'm still here. So, yeah. Oh, boy, that's not a cramp. Yeah, I need I need a. Oh, God, I wish I had a clip of me on. Actually, I think I have. They sent me. It's in my portal. The ultrasound pictures. I need to find the ultrasound picture of the clot in my leg. And have Vince make a clip where all this, it's like Tony Romo being like, it looks like a crap. And then the, the things on there be like, oh boy, nope, that's not a crap. When- There's also a callback from a previous episode. There was a point where you were talking about Dak hurting his ankle and you're like, oh, that's not a crap. Yeah. <laughs> so we already have the audio Ooh, of you saying that. So I like Perfect. it. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> well, yeah, good. so that's, that's my traumatic uh, start to my week. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on the IL. So I'm a, I will continually update you guys on the blood thinners and how that's working. Doesn't not fun. Doesn't I always see these commercials for like Eliquis on TV, and I'm like, now I need to be on this shit. How old are the people in those commercials? A lot older than me. <laughs> Everyone's like, were you on a plane like last week? I'm like, nope. You have cancer? Do I'm like, doing? hope not. Yeah, if you're like in confined spaces for like long period of time you can get them and like elevated uh-huh. i'm confined in my office i think i should just get, yeah start get start home. walking a lot more um and that's true. the caffeine pills 
I know. I, you you describe like your problem is literally my day is caffeine pills and then pre workout. So that will uh, that that I might be following suit right behind mm-hmm. you pretty soon. Could be. And that was producer Vince eating a wrap. Would you like to talk some football before you keel over? Yeah, absolutely. Um, any technical notes before we get into that? Technical notes, we do have one. So we're doing a new challenge with the Vigit app. We did that. We did something with them for March Madness, and now we're doing it with them again. It will be for football season. It's going to be every month during football season. We yep. have a group. So we're going to talk fantasy football later in the show. Similar concept where you join a league, except you're going to be betting with us, against us, in a league together. Yep. So you put your bets in using the coin system that they have. The winner at the end of the month gets prizes, could be cash prizes, yep. depending on how you do. So the coins are free. So this is pretty much like very uh, low risk, high reward. If you yep. if you bet well, no, you win right. things. If you don't bet well, you get nothing wrong. Um, so uh, Vince is putting the link to that in the description. DM one of us if you want to do it. We can put you the, the, in touch with the passcode to get into the league. Mm-hmm. We are doing it for August. So you're welcome to start now. We're betting day baseball games like maniacs. Degenerates. And it's actually electric and a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I was following Tampa Bay Rays, Seattle Mariners today. Um, but I know for the majority of people, you're going to want to do it for football season. But get in now. Do it now. Use August as your preseason just like the NFL does. And then this league is going to continue to grow by September. We're going to have a ton of people in it. Should be exciting. Vigadap. V-I-G is in girl, I-T, download it in the App Store, Google Play, everywhere, and then just DM us for the password. You'll be in with us. And celebrate with some stateside vodka. That too. Um, all right. So there's stuff happening around the NFL. Uh, before we get into birds and boys content, uh, I would like to talk <laughs> about something that um, I find rather hilarious that I know you're going to find rather hilarious. I find it hilarious because of the connection with the Cowboys. You find are going to find it hilarious because, well, you just hate Joe Judge. So, Gumbag, fraud. The New York Giants are seem to be in chaos. They sent Calvin Benjamin home last week. Now there's fights in camp where their starting quarterback is at the bottom of the pile. The coach is having them run wind sprints, full padded, doing push-ups like it's a – middle school team so they had two guys well i why don't we just play the clip vince we pat mcafee was talking about this yes right let pat take it away for us yeah he's better than us and then we'll (laughs) love that can't hear good job vince nice and pause so pat mcafee's going to walk you through hopefully what time Another big news story is uh, offensive lineman, 30 years old from the New York Giants, retires one day after the entire team was asked to run sprints and do push-ups. This is the least surprising thing I have heard in a long, long time. I think he potentially heard what we were saying yesterday and said, yeah, these motherfuckers are right. I, and Maybe he's not a vocal person. Uh, maybe he's not somebody that's going to speak in the middle of it like we should not be doing this. But I love the fact that it seems like Joe Looney – Okay, who signed with the team on Saturday after that practice, went into that locker room and said, 
I ain't about to do that fucking shit ever again. <laughs> I am an adult. I am 30 years old. Uh, they're saying that he said that his body just can't do it anymore at the age of 30 and what he wanted to do. I wonder if those are push-ups and 100-yard sprints at that age because he never would have expected to do it in full pads or if that's actually how he's feeling in the game. And it just, just so happens to be conveniently timed immediately after what happened yesterday. I mean, yeah, just a couple days after signing with the team. So if he was on the fence – thinking about, oh, should I stick it out and try to figure out this this whole camp? You know, that's how I feel. Every camp, he may have been thinking that. And then all of a sudden, those push-ups and those laps around the field started that he probably hasn't done since he was in maybe fourth grade, fifth grade when he got punished. And that is what uh, may have pushed him over the edge into retirement. Imagine him just walking in, you know, to the to the practice, got his helmet in his hands, you know. He's like, what's going on, boys? You know, good to see everybody. How we doing? We getting after it today? to put this thing back on and spend some time. And then all of a sudden, as practice is going, he's like, oh, I'm a little tired, eh? Wow. And then all of a sudden, everybody on the fucking line. What is going on here? Yeah. We're running hundreds. Hundreds right now? What happened? Imagine him just getting completely blindsided by the entire operation, just being like, no, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm out of here. I'm retiring tomorrow. Hey, I'm and you know what also put him over the edge? He's probably looking around and he's like, hey, man, what? Is this nor like is this what we're this what we do? Like I've had a I've had I've been in situations like that at times where guys come from somewhere it's like are you, are we seriously banging like this today on Wednesday during the during each season? Hey, yeah, man, this is kind of what happens here. And Joe's like, I just got here Saturday. There's no way I can be the one that speaks, right? Am I, <laughs> yeah. like, I looking around like am I who's saying are we am I saying who's saying something right now? I just got here. I can't. What the fuck's going on, coach? There is he is the best in the game right now. By the way, his his uh, well, I love I love the Pittsburgh accent. Oh it's yeah, fantastic. And it we're reminds I mean, me of home. We're best friends now, me and me and Pat. Thank he you. He did. For the, he responded to you today. I know we're having Dan Orlovsky to you, Pat McAfee to me. It's just a lot of a lot of things happen. We got a lot of good friends. If I could do like a foursome, no homo, of like the four people I would want together, that'd be me, you, Dan, and Pat. That'd oh be God, fantastic. That would be amazing. So yes, he uh, Pat McAfee responded to to Kevin's tweet today. Um, Kevin was listening to the Pat McAfee show probably while they were talking about Joe Looney, mm-hmm. and then um, about Kevin's wife being like, "Why are you listening to that?" <laughs> and, but and Pat responded, "You might be starting a war back out there, but I appreciate the effort." Damn right, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. All right, so let you go first here on Joe judge and are the you, Giants. Are you sure you want me to go first because this is this is not going to be pretty i just so i'll just say i just think it's funny because joe looney's like the nicest guy in the in the world he's always jovial he's the one who dressed up like zeke whenever you see that like fat zeke picture like really fat mm-hmm. that was joe looney he goes on all the radio shows the guys that we know um down in dallas and he's just he's always just fun i was happy to see that he was back in the league but i was like oh, of course he's going to garrett and the giants and I mean, he played last year and he was fine. He's not that old. So I, I kind of agree with Pat here that he got to the situation and was like, uh, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I think the same thing. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So now two players have retired and one player, another veteran has trashed him on the way out, has trashed Joe judge on the way out after he was released uh, just a few mere hours, not even days into camp. So they're not even, what, a week into camp yet? We yep. talked about Kelvin Benjamin on the show last night. So, yeah, seven days. Seven days, two guys retire. Another one gets released and trashes the coach on the way out. 
So how's the fraudulent tough guy shtick working out for you, pal? Is it working out well? Does this seem like a team with good culture? This isn't a fucking Disney movie. Culture doesn't beat talent. None of these stupid things that he does is going to make Evan Ingram catch the ball. I'm so tired of this. Running 100-yard sprints in full pads a week into doing? practice. Like, he thinks he's the coach from Miracle and Remember the Titans and Coach Carter, but you're not. You're the same fraud who was bitching and moaning because your 6-10 and 10 team didn't win the division. You are a fraud. You are the biggest fraud in the entire league. No one is falling for this tough guy act, you fraud. I love it. He thinks he's, he's Al Pacino. Six inches in front of your face. He's giving the, the, the inch speech. It's like, listen, he, Joe. He's literally doing like the scene. For, it's in every sports movie where mm-hmm. in Miracle, what did they do? They did the sprints. And, he, and the famous scene where he's like, he's just going again, again, yep. again. Yep. Same thing and Remember the Titans. And guess what? When the team GPA wasn't high in Coach Carter, they weren't even allowed to practice. They did the same thing. He just shut practice down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, remember, didn't, didn't they get in a fight in Coach Carter too and they yeah, had to, to so. run? Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Which is exactly what happened at Giants press in Giants camp. They got in a fight and he made them run. He thinks this is some movie. You're not. You're just some fraud. These are professional football players, athletes who are adults, who make way more money than you do, Joe. Calm down. And it's also like, how does this get you prepared for a season where you have to figure out whether Daniel Jones is your franchise quarterback and whether this core of people that you have is is good enough to win a division, not at six and ten, at ten and seven, Mm -hmm. like an actual division win. Kenny Galladay gets hurt during that practice. You would think when someone gets hurt during that practice that you wouldn't be doing a hundred yard wind sprints in full pads. Because I remember the last time I feel like I did that. When we got in trouble, I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade. Like that was the last time we did conditioning drills and we would run during conditioning and practices, but we weren't doing it because we were in trouble because we were becoming adults. This is not adult behavior. Yeah. Like I I coach eighth grade lacrosse and whenever they're talking in drills and stuff, it, it was get on the line. Or there was a season where they just wouldn't stop talking about Fortnite and Fortnite dances, and I had to put them on the line. We weren't running hundreds, but like in the middle of practice, all right, guys, get on the line. And they and it was like for three sprints, and then they shut up. But yeah, yeah. you know why? Because there were children, and they're learning mm-hmm. how to become adults. And they're learning. These guys are not children. If, if you're at that point where this is the disciplinary action that you need to take, you are so well behind where you need to be. Yep. That's not that is not funny. a good culture in that locker room. So we'll see with them. You got I anything saw, else around the NFL that's not them? Well, I, I to that too, I saw um I forget if it was first take, I think, today. And they were they were comparing this with Daniel Jones being on the bottom of the pile in the fight at practice to when Cam Newton was at the bottom of the pile during a fight for the Panthers and like, what did they do that season? They went on to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, oh my God, is this what we're is this what we're doing now? A key detail that they left out in that little example is that Cam Newton won the MVP. Yes, exactly. Had <laughs> so nothing Daniel to do. Daniel Jones wins the MVP. Come back sure. and roast me for the, the rant I just went yes. on. Yes. <laughs> um around the NFL. Oh, quick question. I had it I had for you. I'll give mine too. So camps have been open, obviously, for a week to two weeks. Getting a lot teams are doing 
really good jobs this year. I feel like with social media and getting clips mm-hmm. out there and it's, it's cool to see. And I know that you're like, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Ben Simmons shooting videos that are coming back already. Oh, Don't shit. care about them, <laughs> but I'm getting, I'll, I'll go off on that later, <laughs> but it is cool to see some guys. So I want to know who, especially after what you've seen so far in camp is the one rookie that you're most looking forward to this season, not named Micah Parsons <laughs> or Devonte Smith. Fair enough. Okay. So this one, I don't know if you're going to guess it, but I'll give it to you up with the New York jets. No, not Zach Wilson. I keep hearing every single story that I read, whether it's on Twitter or just going through uh, the NFL stuff that I read, Elijah Moore out of Mm. Ole Miss, the Mm. speed like burner wide receiver that they drafted in the second round. Here's just like every headline. Just search his name right now. Rookie Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, quickly building rapport. Uh, Zach Wilson keeps turning to Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore drawing Odell Beckham Jr. comparisons. Ooh. Corey Davis, Jets rookie wide receiver, Elijah Moore, is a baller. This is like every single just thing that you read about this kid. Just the speed is translating to the NFL, and he's just lighting it up for the Jets. And he's going to get a lot of opportunities because if not him, then who? It's Mm -hmm. not a very good team. They're going to be throwing a lot because they'll be behind. Um, And there's not a lot of weapons there. He can play on the inside or outside, so he'll get a lot of opportunities. I think he's going to be pretty solid. He was on the board for a while too, right? Draft night and, and the next day, and we were like, "Why is he dropping?" Yeah, I think it was the size thing, and also wasn't he the kid who uh, who cost Old Miss the game because he did the P celebration? Maybe that's oh. why he's drawing the Old Miss. Why he's drawing the Odell comparisons because they both did the P celebration. That, hey, that that's so. Yeah, he was thirty fourth overall. Um, that's not bad. Five nine one eighty five. It, the the frame is what freaks people out, but at I mean, this day and age, it happens. Does. I think there's just a lot of the guys like that. Speed is the name of the game these days. Speed kills for sure. All right, um, for me, it has quickly become Trey Lance. Everything I, I'm hearing out of San Francisco is that, and the videos I've seen, he can spin it. He looks like an athlete. He looks like he has command of the offense when he's out there. Um, could it be that, so it's funny cause John Lynch and them are all like, well, I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo looks the best he's ever looked ever here. And Trey Lance looks like Patrick Mahomes 2.0. Could it be smoke and mirrors that they're trying to get a lot for a guy like Garoppolo right now? Probably. But, you know, they kept saying Trey Lance was, you know, he's a, he's a project. That's why you want to go Mac Jones. He's ready to go now. But everything I've seen so far, it looks like Trey Lance is ready to go. So I, I want to see that cannon of an arm thrown in with that athleticism that he has. And hopefully maybe the league will get, you know, one good quarterback out of North Dakota State. Frude, not funny, unfair. Um, we can talk about that later. But I have been hearing a lot about the San Francisco. Vince, make me big real quick. We'll go back to Kyle Pitts. I've been hearing a lot about the 49ers more mm-hmm. than normal because I'm mm-hmm. following a fantastic analyst of theirs at Chat Sports named Chase Senior. He's been shout out it. Chase and thank you for the shout out on their NBA draft stream on Chat Sports. That was awesome. That, that was, was great. Clip. That was great. 
And uh, not going to lie, I kind of forgot about Kyle Pitts for a second. For a second? Yeah. And then, uh, Vince, you can pull the clip up of Kyle Pitts making some insane catch. Yeah. But uh, come week one, he'll score a touchdown against the Eagles. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's why I fell in love with this kid. Uh-huh. At, the oh, eight God. is growing on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just made a yeah, one-hand just... catch through traffic of three guys. His his size and speed just translates so well. Like he already looks like he's been in the league for five yep. years. If I was like a young kid, man, com- I wish I was coming out of like college now, trying to get a job because these social media jobs in the NFL they they don't pay anything, but they look like they would be they, so yeah. much fun. Uh huh. Really? Oh, it'd be cool. <laughs> it'd be so much fun being just at camp right now, just filming and putting out tweets. Yeah, I was watching a TikTok of the, you know, they do like a day in the life of so and so who works at for an NFL team. And I'm like, yeah, this seems interesting. But then yep. Vince is right. He just mm-hmm. said, right here, you do 47 shots for $25,000. That's, that's exactly right. right. Yep. My original major in, in uh, college was sports management. And then I realized you do 47 jobs for $25,000 yep. a year. And I was like, yeah, this probably is not the most fortuitous way to go. Bye bye. That's like a couple, two of my friends were like history majors in college. I'm like, what, besides being a professor, what are you, what are you going to do? And now they were working at a museum. uh, One, one is a manager at five below and we've been out of college for like 15 years. So (laughs) history major, history major. Eh. Uh, I love history, but no. All right. um, What else is going on around the NFL? Nothing. I mean, hall of fame game. I can jump real quick into the Cowboys if you want. Go for it. So, um, CeeDee Lamb's going to take over the goddamn league. He looks unbelievable. Um, and that's with Garrett Gilbert throwing him the ball for the most most of the time right now because Dak Prescott is still sidelined. Um, he's in there doing some drills, but his arm soreness slash strain in his shoulder – I got to tell you what, uh, I'm not too fearful of his leg, but don't love that my quarterback's arm is hurt this Mm -hmm. quickly in the camp. No, not good. Seems like a kind of a red flag. Mm -hmm. This seems like something that doesn't go away quickly. Like it seems like a lingering thing. Yeah, maybe like a blood clot. I don't know. But (laughs) it's it's scaring me. It's it's not like he was going to play in the Hall of Fame game Thursday anyway but they need to get him back out on the field throwing again, just like they need Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence out on the field. And apparently they're being cleared off of the pup to start practicing. I want to see Amari Cooper more than I want to see Demarcus Lawrence, just because I want to see what the offense looks like with those three wide receivers, with what CD lamb's doing in the second year. And I think this is a make or break year. I really do for Amari Cooper because they can get out of his contract after this year. He's proven that he can't play 16 games. And are they going to make the decision to pay Michael Gallup less money than they'll have to pay Amari Cooper and let Cooper walk rather than Gallup walk? They're not going to have these three wide receivers after this year. So this is going to be the season where they're going to have to make a decision. Is it Gallup or is it Cooper that's going to be alongside CeeDee Lamb? So if I was Amari Cooper, I'm getting my ass in training camp as soon as possible. Um, I would, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't rush myself and get injured because that's no, the quickest no, no, no. way to. Oh yeah, uh, that's the quickest way to get into trouble. You know, with with uh, oh, yeah. 
being a free agent at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one wants to go to free agency off an injury. No, God, no. And then some of the guys that I, I want to see, it, it's so hard to say who do I want to see in the Hall of Fame game because who who's going to be playing? One, I would like to see Ben DiNucci so he can just I, – I love uh, I love Ben DiNucci, okay? But it's time for Ben DiNucci to go, okay? Jeff Kavanaugh's killing him. He calls him like uh, Captain McSquiggly Arm. He just – every time he's out there, he, he can't complete a pass. So I, I kind of want to see – well, watch, he throws for fucking 300 yards in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah. But I want I want to see guys like Nashawn Wright, the third-round corner out of Oregon State. I, I want to see him put it on the field in actual NFL, you know, with the eyes on him because they're saying he's doing it in camp. But, that, again, that means nothing to me. Boss man fat, want to see him out there. Yes. Guy, you know, so – those are kind of the only guys. I don't know if even I'm, I guess Mike is probably going to play a couple snaps, but I, I wouldn't have him out there very long. I'm not really interested in this game, to be honest with you. It's it's played on a field with bad turf. I've been there. It's weird. It's on a Thursday it's like a high night. Stadium. Yeah, it is. It is. So remember they had to cancel it because the field mm-hmm. like melted. I think the Packers were there that time, and forget somebody yeah. else. And they like walked out there, and they're like, um. No, <laughs> there was just like holes in the field. It was weird. So, uh, you know, call me, call me a bad fan, but am I going to watch all four quarters of this game? Uh, no, I'm not. So I'm going to definitely tune in right away. See who plays, see who starts. Want to see the quarterbacks because it doesn't look like they're going to go after another backup quarterback, like a uh, Blake Borders or, or anything like that. So these guys, Garrett Gilbert, Cooper rush and, Ben DiNucci are our guys. So those are the ones I'm most interested to see who can win this goddamn backup role. And who knows? Maybe they're going to have to start a couple games because Dak's shoulder still hurts. That's pretty much what's going on in Cowboys land. That reminds me before we Mm. shift our focus to the other team of this podcast. uh, Starting next week, not only will it be the Hall of Fame game, it will be Hard Knocks debut next Tuesday. We record on Wednesdays. Most times, although yep. I know next week you got a thing going on on Wednesday. Yep. That's eh, we'll see if you make it to Wednesday. More of the story. We're going to be doing reviews of each Hard Knocks episode. Yes. Starting next week with that Hard next Hard Knocks episode. So stick with us for that. That should be fun. I'm glad they chose the Cowboys. Really glad they didn't choose the Eagles. I don't want it to be my team, but at least we can cover one team for content. For I mean, I, I I called the opening game. I called the first round pick. And I called Hard Knocks. Know my team. Know the NFL. I know it sells. I can't wait just to... I, I love the concept and the way... I love the way the show is directed and the mm-hmm. angles that they take it and the way you're able to see behind the scenes. So I don't want it to ever be my team because I don't want that in-depth of a look. But um, I think this will be good and it'll be a good opportunity for us to kind of react to it as Over- we're ready for the season. Over under five times that you see Jerry Jones featured over. on the screen in the first episode. Over. Because I think with the Raiders last year, even like Mayock and Gruden were on a lot mm-hmm. in the first few episodes, but it, they almost like had to be because I forget what they were doing. But I, and that's like two guys. I know Gruden's a pretty big draw, but oh, yeah. it was just like, here's the front office. So we know we're going to see Jerry. Above. Oh, yeah especially in the beginning because he got like the key to the city in Oxnard 
and they gave him like a mini um, trophy. And he he was practicing on the stage how he'd hold the Lombardi when they won it this year. So I, you know, that's all going to be on there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, you're going to get the interviews like with him. About oh yeah. This season. And you're going to have him talking to Mike McCarthy. Like they always do the the GM, and I know Jerry's just like the czar, not yep. exactly the GM, but him and the coach and having that back and forth and that dialogue. They always do a scene like that. Yep. So we'll get that. They did it with the Browns with. Uh, who was their coach at the time? Hugh Jackson was the coach. And who I forget who the uh who the GM was. I forget. Kevin is now standing up for the rest of the podcast because he can't sit for more than 30 minutes or yep. like it's Because I have a they blood clot. Because I'm old. Yes. I like I feel like Joe. Joe always holds the mic. Probably sounds like shit, but yeah, well well if there's a sudden change in the quality of sound. In this episode, this is why he mm-hmm. had to stand up so he didn't lose his leg. I'll be able to sit back down in a few minutes once you get okay. over your Eagles rant. <laughs> Speaking of leg injuries, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice transition. Yeah. So, classic Philly day the other day. I guess we should start there. Mm-hmm. Within five minutes, Devontae Smith, Carson Wentz, both hurt. So, our first round pick. Sprained MCL. I think my tweet summed it up. I think this is one of the best tweets that I've had in a while. I said, uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted that he, that um, Devontae Smith was out. Minor knee sprain. Should be out just a couple weeks. No cause for concern. I said, I've been a Philly fan long enough to know when someone uses the term, quote unquote, no cause for concern. It's actually the most concerning thing a person could say. Yes. Barely got that out. Carson Wentz, he's been having the lingering foot issue. It's going to be surgery. Five to 12 weeks. That is the most insane timetable I have ever Ever. heard. I don't know. He could be ready for week one. He could miss half the season. Mm -hmm. Obviously for us, that's pretty important considering he has to play 75 or 70 if they make the playoffs. Percent of the snaps for us to get the first round pick. So it's like just a classic Philly day. Just classic. I don't love that he's hurt, but it's just hey. the chance to get a second, get make it a second round pick when everyone's like, we got three first round picks. We got three picks. We can do whatever we want. We can trade. We can get a quarterback. We can do whatever we want. How we got three picks? Nope. Second round. Just like that. Because of one little tiny bone in Carson Wentz's foot that's been waiting to fall off since high school. And they're like, oh, perfect time. Fall off now. How crazy Eagles. is it that, that Quentin Nelson had the same injury I know. that this is like a thing that happens, yeah. which is I, insane. Um, that's And that's scary for them because if they're going to be without Carson, they were going to have to lean heavily on that run game. And then if, if Quentin misses any time. Yeah. Ugh. And then if Carson's healthy and then Quentin's missing time, yep. like then all of a sudden you don't have that line and Carson's just back to getting killed like he was last year. Welcome back to Philly. Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> I do I do have one thing to say about that day and a cl- such a classic Philly day your star wide receiver gets hurt and then the the guy who who half the fan base already hates screws you over one last time and probably costs you a first round pick. Um I just want to go where no one is going these days and I just want to say thank you to Ben Simmons. Mm. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. No one will say that to you these days in Philadelphia but I'll go there. I will. Because when you passed up that dunk with three minutes to go 
in a game seven elimination game, you mentally and emotionally broke me in a way that I will never recover from. Nothing goes through my brain at this point. I could get struck by lightning and it'd be a minor inconvenience in my life. I could have a blood clot in my leg and I'd be like, yeah, just take it. Do I really need it? What's the point? And it's Mm -hmm. all thanks to you. So I am cured of the Philly sports illness. When these things happen to me now, I am not phased. Nothing matters to me. Life is meaningless. Life is fleeting. Nothing matters. Thank you, Ben Simmons. Should have just dunked the ball. If you just would have dunked it. <laughs> but I could feel after the game, I said I could feel the life get sucked from me mm-hmm. in that moment, and it just yep. has never recovered. Like a dementor just swooping down on someone in Azkaban and sucking their soul out. That's what he did to me, and I am so appreciative of it. Because this do, stuff you, doesn't matter to me anymore. You have looked a little extra pale since that night. Whoa, I went to the beach. I was looking tan for a day. I have a farmer's stand. I did it. Look. Oh, look at you. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look. Hold on. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yeah. 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 Enjoy I can, it. I can get tan. Okay. I just haven't been to the beach a lot. Well, just, we'll get there. We got a few weeks left. Yeah, we do. Summer's not over yet, even though not I do yet. love do love fall because that means football. People who rush it, I can't. Mm. Oh, my Joe. God. Joe. Joe. Oh, my God. Yeah, the people who always do the – like the first 60 degree day, they're like, oh, I can't wait for the leaves to change. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, I can get a pumpkin spiced orgasm at Starbucks. Like, oh, great. 40 degrees in seasonal depression. Can't wait. Oh. It's exciting. But yeah, have your pumpkin spice piece of shit latte from Starbucks for $3. Scumbag. And then they're the ones, they're the, they're the first people complaining when it's snowing. They're like, oh, why is <laughs> yeah. it, can it stop snowing? I don't want to shovel anymore. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You <laughs> asked for this. You asked for this. You want it to be dark at four o'clock mm-hmm. just so you can carve a pumpkin. So stupid. So you're not don't sweating. You know what? If you're sweating a lot, just change your shirt, okay? Just not yeah. a big deal. We have air conditioning. It's not the 1800s. You'll be fine. Oh, God, people suck. <laughs> One more Eagles thing before you before we get to our TikTok. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the same cast of characters are struggling, the same cast of characters are doing well. So Jordan Mulata is killing it. Josh Sweat is killing it. Part of the reason Josh Sweat is killing it is because when Jordan Mulata goes out, Andre Dillard comes in and can't stop him. So Andre Dillard's looked awful. Um, he's struggling. Jalen Reger is struggling. I'll say this though for Reger, I'll give him. And there was the tweet today that was going viral where I guess Sirianni pulled him out of the drill and just reamed him out for that. whatever he did wrong. Yep. And, and Jimmy Kemsky tweeted that the wide receiver coach also took him aside and reamed him out a second time. So he got it twice. Um, I will give him a pass. Because if my best friend from childhood died, I probably wouldn't be hyper-focused, locked in on my job either. Yep. So I get it. And I know he's been dealing with a bit of a hamstring injury. It, it is a problem. That it seems to be like a reoccurring thing where he's not putting he's not putting the offense together in his mind. But I get it right now. I wouldn't be locked in either. Yeah. But for Andre Dillard, I don't know what I don't know what else there is to do. Like he can't play. You wasted a first-round pick. Mulata is clearly a better option. Thank God that we were able to mold. We took the hard way in Philadelphia, as we always do. Yep. 
We drafted a seventh round rugby player and he turned out to be a pretty solid left tackle. And the kid we drafted in the first round at left tackle can't play. Maybe he should go play rugby. Maybe he should. Yeah. Maybe they should switch careers. Like a freaky Friday situation. That would be. Yeah. I, um, I want to make fun of regular regular, especially when you called him Julio, but it is hard in a situation like this where he's going through a trauma like that. And especially in today's day and age with mental health. And we saw everything that happened with Simone Biles during the, Olympics, you know, that's no one knows what's going on through his, his head right now. And I'm not going to speculate. <laughs> Everyone's about mental health. And they get one tweet about how he's like screwing up in practice and they want his head on a platter. And they want him shipped to like the Canadian Football League. It's, it's insane. You it know, is. like. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. Like every time we, we claim to like, can we just like be about mental health? Like, yes, just, exactly. Fine, just do it. You know, yep. like you can't be you can't pick or choose. Yep. Um, but I I think there just needs to be some more time. I, I like the hands-on approach from Nick Sirianni where he's pulling the receivers aside. And, it's you know, like some of it's yelling, but also it's teaching. Like he's yes. a wider saver coach at heart. He's worked with a lot of good receivers, T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen. So he's working with – he's teaching these young guys. Mm-hmm. I know Fulgham has been talking about it as well. He pulled Fulgham aside, and it wasn't like a, hey, it wasn't like this Joe Judge thing where he's like, run 100 yards because you screwed up. It's like, hey, here's these what you do. these push yeah, do these push-ups. Like, plant your leg here. This is why. I love watching those videos. He seems to be very hands-on. Also, the video of him at the wedding was hilarious. Oh, awesome. So, <laughs> quintessentially Philadelphia. So, yeah, Jersey Shore at the beach. He's wearing, like, a camo tank top, too, yep. which is, like, perfect, like, dad who just pulled up to the Jersey Shore in a Jeep. And they just start the Eagles chant, of course. And they start the Eagles chant. That's awesome. That's great. So that's all I got on the Eagles front. I, uh, I'm like I said, I will not be excited about training camp. Thank you to Ben Simmons. And we'll see how Smith and Carson recover. And Nick Sirianni is growing on everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little, uh, little fearful of that. Where are you, real, real quick before we go into the TikTok? Where are you on the Deshaun Watson watch? You can't trade for him. You just can't. Mm-hmm. It's too big of a liability. I, listen, well, I actually funny that you brought up like making fun of Eagles fans with the three first round picks that we thought we were going to have. Yeah, I told my friends, I was like, spin zone. Now we can't trade for this suspected sexual yeah. predator because we won't have three first round picks. It Like Vince always brings this up. If we never trade for Kiko Alonso, mm-hmm. we don't you, we don't win the Super Bowl because of the chain of events that happens. So mm-hmm. same thing here. Maybe like we can't trade for Deshaun Watson and he turns out to be guilty of all this stuff. I don't know what the Texans are going to do to be honest with you, but why take on that problem? No. Yeah. Can you imagine trading for him? And then it all comes out and yeah. oh, it's come out, but it, yeah. Oh my God. That it would comes out to be true. Like, yep. I don't know what you could do. Like he'd immediately be suspended and then you just wasted all the draft capital on him. I think the only way you would have to have some kind of incentive or some kind of words in the contract in the trade where like if he gets yeah. suspended, we get a first back or something like that. Or the first like, like this Wentz thing, totally separate circumstances, but the first turns into a second yeah. or something like that. But still, like why why give up any compensation for a risk like that? And the Texans, I don't know what they're going to do because he still doesn't want to play for them. Yep. So he goes out there and doesn't play quarterback in practice. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a weird situation. 
any any interest and it's funny actually speaking of pat mcafee too i was listening to this and it's so interesting that they were saying how holdouts are kind of not going to happen anymore because guys are going to get fined fifty thousand dollars a day so now guys like xavian howard and uh chandler jones are doing hold-ins where they go to camp and then they're like all right well my toe hurts today can't practice but i'm here it's wild I respect any millennial who shows up to work, complains about it the whole time, and, and doesn't do the job. It just doesn't do, and and wants to go somewhere. Wants their employer to send them to a better place. Yeah, I know. Although, like some of them, though, it's like Jamal Adams. How many times? How many teams do you have to go to where you do this? I don't want to play for you, shtick. It's it. So, do you have any interest in like a guy like Xavier Howard for the Eagles? You don't really uh, need him. No, I like with the Steve Nelson signing, I think they'll be fine. I don't think you'd want to commit the cap space to it. They don't really have the gap space to it to begin with. Um, I wouldn't make the trade. I wouldn't make the trade till next offseason. Yeah. Figure just, out where like if, if you could actually be a competitor with this quarterback and then make moves like uh, that. A guy like him too, it's just it if the cat like the Cowboys have they're always linked to these, you know shiny toys just like the the eagles are mm-hmm. and somebody uh, a 12 year old on instagram photoshopped him in a cowboys jersey and he liked the post so now everyone's like he's coming to dallas that's a classic buddy healed move oh yeah, buddy he, like, he always likes the photoshops of him in another yep. he's been trying to get out of sacramento forever oh. but yeah you're right so it's like i just then you should have just kept Byron Jones at that point. Because at this point, if you're going to get a guy like Xavier Howard, you're paying twice. Because then you have to pay draft capital for him and then give him a new contract when you could have just signed Byron Jones, who you had. And I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would love him for the right price. I think, again, we have such a young secondary. You put, you know, Xavier Howard with. Trayvon Diggs and Bossman Fat. That's a lot better than just Trayvon Diggs, Bossman Fat, and. Anthony Brown. So I love it, but at the same time, giving up the, the draft capital and then having to give a contract scares me. I, uh, yeah, I agree. I think we're in this, the, the risk of the extension yeah. is tough. And I'm sure Chandler Jones is just going to end up back in New England somehow and win 12 games. Absolutely. Without a doubt. As soon as I saw that trade request, I was like, so the Patriots. <laughs> and we're done. Or Miami and somehow. Or Miami. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, ju- yeah, yeah. I was thinking Miami just because they seem to like have that big spending spree. Yeah, the other off season. So I was thinking that maybe they'd splash. But uh, yeah, you're right. Tampa he'll, just, he'll be like, I'll go play for Tampa for five dollars. I'm fine. Yep. Le- yep. League minimum, sure, no problem. Lakers, Bucks, same strategy. It's just same strategy right now. Unbelievable. Yep. All right, let's get it into our TikTok and we get out of here because we are cruising along. We're at the 45 minute number here and this always makes producer vince happy welcome short in and sweet short and sweet we kept it short and sweet mm-hmm. for you all right so uh aiden take it over here my friend all right so to me when august starts that commemorates the time of year where fantasy football drafts really begin and are at their highest peak for our league we had to do it a little bit early when everybody was in town but you were really looking at the uh People say the dog days of August, but mm-hmm. for fantasy football drafts, it is the prime days of August. Mm-hmm. So our TikTok tonight, we are going to do top five combinations for fantasy football. 
Now, it. keep in mind, I said fantasy. You could have some where you think, oh, this is a better combination. But I'm talking strictly just fantasy football. So we're doing quarterback and wide receiver. Like, yes, quarterback and wide receiver. Although I have one, I guess he, he counts as a wide receiver. But, well, I don't know. <laughs> You'll get All it right. when you. So we're doing five, and we'll go five down to one, correct? That is correct, yes. All right. Start her off there, Aiden. All right. So at five, I have Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. Justin Herbert, I want it on record. This is my breakthrough fantasy football player this year. Uh, dual threat quarterback, which always helps, and solid numbers his rookie season. Also, uh, I just looked it up. I was reading an article on Keenan Allen. First 100 games, 623 receptions. That's a record. So PPR leagues, he's always fantastic. Five for me, same brain as always, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen at five. Um, I think they're going to shock the world and probably even make the playoffs as a team this year. But is your cat staring you like death stare, Vince? Yeah, I muted myself so you can't hear her crying. But, awesome. Yeah. That's okay. So, yeah. So, I'm going um, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, five for me, fantasy. Uh, five for me, I have that classic Jalen to Jalen connection, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Rager. I know you said how Jalen Rager has not been doing well, but I think he comes back around at some point this year. And I just can't get these animals to shut the hell up. I don't know what – I don't <laughs> – Don't worry, Vince. I know you're working on a studio. You'll be yep. there soon. Soon enough. You won't have to worry about this. So – Classic Jalen the Jalen connection. I can't think of another team in the league that has a quarterback, a wide receiver with the same first name. Good combination reference there. And also, if Kevin sets up this branded league the right way, those two quarterbacks and two flexes could be two QB2 and a second flex option. Mm. Uh, well, Vince is not drafting for us. Nope. <laughs> you think if we Jaylen, have a team. I have Jalen Hurts on my team now, I'll be honest. Um, all right. At four, I have Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They were top five at their respective positions last year in fantasy football. Josh Allen, another dual threat quarterback. And Stephon Diggs really took off as wide receiver one last season when he was paired up with Josh Allen. Four for me. I'm going Dak Prescott. And C.D. Lamb. No, not Amari Cooper. C.D. Lamb. I think, like I said, he's going to have an absolute baller of a season. Dak was just slinging the rock last year before he got hurt. He was putting up monster fantasy numbers. And I think he's just going to come back where he left off, but even better with his boy C.D. this year. Number four, I have Carson Wentz and T.Y. Hilton. We may not see it for the first part of the year, but I think this – I mean – I've been saying it since he got traded. I think the Colts can go to the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. And T.Y. Hilton's never been bad. Even when he's bad, he's good. So I think he's the best option on that team, and I think they're a legit like stacking option for fantasy football. All right, at three, I have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. This is the combination I went back to last season. I loved having them. Kyler, another dual threat quarterback. Now, he has some some ground to make up. He wasn't a top five option at quarterback last year. Was top 10, though. DeAndre Hopkins has been probably the most consistent fantasy receiver of the past, ah, at least the half decade. You can put Julio Jones up there, but Julio's been dealing with injuries, and DeAndre really hasn't. 
He's been fantastic, whether he's been with the Texans or with the Cardinals. I think that continues this year. Three for me, I'm going Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Um, like you said, top five respectively for both of them last year. I just, I love the connection when they, when they brought Stefan Diggs onto that team, it just, it just changed the entire dynamic and it, it brought Josh Allen to another level. So I'm really excited to see them after another season together, another, f- and, and a full off season of training camp for them. I think it's just going to make them fire. Number three, I also have Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. I think Josh Allen's one of those quarterbacks that gets you 30 points just on his yards every week. And then he throws a touchdown or two to Stefan Diggs every other week. And, you know, you those are just the weeks where you don't even have to pay attention to the scoreboard because you just won. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was my favorite. You're like, yeah, I just know that I'm ahead. <laughs> I'm just, you're just doing mental math and you're like, yeah, I'm ahead. You see the All one right, play it's... on red zone, you're like, I don't have to watch anything for the rest of the week. Yep, I'm no, good. There's no better feeling than be like, oh, my, my receiver just caught a bomb on red mm-hmm. zone. All right, at two, I have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. You could probably go Tyreek Hill instead of Kelsey, but PPR is the name of the game. So I went with Kelsey uh, because he's been one of the league leaders in receptions and because there's so much more depth at the receiver position, but there's really only like a big three or big four at the tight end position where if you don't get one of those guys, you could be screwed later on. Two for me, I am going Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. I had this connection last year in fantasy, wrote it for a long time. I'm a little worried about Kyler. You know, he he needs to step up and, and fully round out his game this year. But like we've seen so many times, he's going to feed it to Hopkins and he can go deep. He can go short. He's going to get his. And every time he gets his, it's coming from Kyler. So I love that connection. Uh, number two, I have Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. That's a good point about uh, Travis Kelsey, but I I hate drafting tight ends like him. I don't like drafting a tight end that early. You have to draft him way too high. And like in like DraftKings and stuff, he costs way too much money. It just feels like a waste of a pick because you can get Mark or not. You can't get Mark Andrews late anymore. Over the last two years, you could. So I think Tyreek Hill is the way to. I think uh, Tyreek Hill is the way to go. I had him as a. I had him as a keeper one year. I don't know how that happened because you can't keep our, our league rules. You couldn't keep the first three rounds or keepers from the year before. So I don't know how Tyreek Hill fell that low. But number two, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, there's three or four monster plays a year from them, if not more. True. If not in the same game sometimes. At one, I have... Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams was the number one fantasy receiver last year. And Aaron Rodgers won an MVP. I don't think anything's going to change. They both posted the last dance meme the other day. I think they're going to go out the same way Scottie Pippen and MJ did, putting up a bunch of stats. So I'm excited for another season of those two. You can get your hands on those. Aaron Rodgers has been going later in leagues recently because they weren't sure if he was going to show up now that he showed up that looks like a great pick so his average draft position is going to skyrocket now that he's actually in camp um so i one i have aaron Rodgers, Devonte adams and i think you can't top that from last year so one for me i've been locked in on the olympics happening all in love the olympics when they when they come on so something i didn't know that they could do in the olympics but they did it multiple times this year um is give out two gold medals. People have tied. 
There was a high jump. They gave out two gold medals. So I'm giving two number ones. I don't care. This is our TikTok. I'm going to do whatever I want. So I have a tie at the top with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Smith or Devontae Adams. I'm giving them, they're the, they're the same for me. So two gold medals. They do it in the Olympics. I can do it on TikTok. You just wanted to avoid having us having to type out their sixth by just putting six different mm-hmm. options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one for me, this is pretty specific, but you know the week where the, your solid defense is on a bye, you have to go pick up another one, and then maybe your flex or like your second wide receiver is also on a bye. You got to pick up someone off waivers. So my number one is the defense of whoever is playing the Jets and an offensive weapon of whoever is playing the Jets because when you have when you have to tap the waiver wire, that's immediately who you go to. I don't care who you are. You know you're looking at who's playing the Jets this week, picking up this defense. It's worked for the last five, six years, and it's going to probably keep working again this year. It's a foolproof plan that never fails. I'm tagging Zach Wilson's mother in this, and she's going to come at you so hard. Fine. What, does she think the Jets are good? Yep. <laughs> I want all the smoke from Zach Wilson's mom. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Do you now? Oh, God. All right. That's all I got. My leg is uh, destroyed. Got no blood left in it, I don't think. It's all clotted up. I got to walk around. So if I got to go. A, if we don't have a show next week, I have bad news for all of our listeners. And simultaneously, if anyone has podcast hosting experience, I may be contacting you. Contact us if you don't want to do the Viga Challenge for this month. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun with it so far. So you can bet with me and Kevin, like we said, and win prizes at the end of the month. And then start back up again in September when football starts. It's not just NFL. If you're into college too, we're big into college. Um, so do that. DM us for the password. We'll get you into the league and win some prizes. Why not? We'll be back next week again, like we said. Hopefully. We'll be doing Hard Knocks reviews. Hopefully, if Kevin is still alive. If I'm still alive, who knows? That was my shtick and you stole it. <laughs> um, so we'll be back next week. Like we said, we're doing Hard Knocks reviews. We'll have actual football to talk about. Kind mm-hmm. of. The Hall mm-hmm. of Fame game, but it's something. So we'll get there. We'll be doing a lot more fantasy football talk, I'm sure, as we go through August. And follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Vince does a great job with all three. We will see you next week. Thank you, as always, to Stateside Vodka. Didn't have a guest tonight, but still wanted to shout them out. Blood Clot Awareness Month. Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Hey, idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. Yo, if this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Keep the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.